Y'all need to put some respect on these black fathers' names. They doing homework. They talking to their kids. They're playing with them. Even if they're not living with their kids, black fathers as a whole are not absent in their kids' lives. I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Activities. A celebration of all things black. Black culture, black history, black perspectives, and black panache. Celebrating our blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So, so let, let the, the black activities begin. Welcome to episode three of the Black Activities podcast. I'm Mona Lisa here with Shannon the Great. Today we are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the black father. Yes, yes. But before we get on with the show, start what you're doing right now and share this episode with your friends. And speaking of black fathers, let me put a spotlight on the owner of TK Wings in Dalton, Georgia. Let me tell you something. It all depends on how you like your wings, but baby, I like mine fried hard. And he has so many different flavors that you can choose from. The owner name is Trey Washington. Okay. And he is amazing, an amazing black man, a great representation when it comes to a black father that is showing something positive to his children. He is great when it comes to the community, when it comes to stepping up. And he also assisted us with our raffle that we had as well. So we, I just asked him one time and he was like, yeah, I got you. I got you. So shout out to Trey Washington, TK Wings in Dalton, Georgia. Hit him up on DoorDash or call in at order at 706. 529-4171. That's 706-529-4171. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get you some wings. Right. Some wings. Yes. I'm talking about they fire. My favorite wings, I'm going to just say this real quick that I get over there. I know it's a weird combination, but he got the teriyaki lemon pepper. Mm. That's my it two favorite fire. flavors. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and at first when I seen it, I was like, mm, I don't know, that may be too much going on. But when I got it, baby, every time I go, I get like a mixture. Sometimes I'll try the creamy lemon pepper, but I have to say my favorite, my absolute favorite is the teriyaki lemon pepper. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. so damn greedy. But let, we talk about black fathers, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about black dads today. And black dads, they get a bad rap. The most commonly used word that I would say I hear to describe Black fathers is absent. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I do agree. But um, is that really true, though? Or is it just another stereotype? I'm going to be honest with you. It depends on the situation. Okay. Most of the Black people I know grew up with their fathers, but I realize that I've lived a very bubblicious life in the suburbs. So, Okay. There was a portion of my life where my dad was not there. But I am happy to say that it was a short time. It had a lot to do with some of the decisions and choices that I was making. And also, too, that can be pretty stern. Like when they say something, they mean it and then they back off and then that's it. So I have a very great relationship with my dad. And I have to say I'm, I'm very blessed as well. So how about we just dive a little bit deeper with the sax facts and then we'll see what else we got going on.
Well, this is sax facts, so I went straight to the hard facts on this one. We always hear people talking about absent black fathers. Where are the black fathers? Why aren't they in their children's lives? To answer that question, we got to look at statistics because I like to be thorough and have all my receipts. If you want the direct sources I used, you can check the show notes because they are there. But there are some interesting statistics that I found by looking directly at a 2013 report by the CDC on the National Institutes of Health research on fathers and their involvement. This study was initiated by a memo issued by President Clinton in 95. And I wanted to share some of those stats with you real quick and make them understandable because statistics can be confusing. So for dads of kids age zero to five, and keep in mind this data is from the early 2000s because they don't do these huge studies all the time. So you're not going to find a study each year with all this information. But it said 33% of black men lived with their children versus 24% living apart from their kids. So what this tells me is more black fathers live with their kids than apart from them. Also, Hispanic fathers were less likely to eat meals with their children every day. And that was 64% than white fathers, which is 74% or 78% for black fathers. So basically that's saying black fathers are more likely to eat meals with the children they live with than white or Hispanic dads. Seriously? Yep. I don't think it would be in reverse because majority of the time because of, and I'm, I don't mean to throw a white privilege out there, but they were able to be home with their children so they can't eat versus fathers of color would have what a crazy big schedule. Yeah. yeah, but they be working too and working outside the home. Okay, okay. I said it correctly. Yeah. Is, is the facts? Okay. Hispanic fathers, 58% aged 15 through 44 were significantly more likely to have not eaten a meal with their non-co-residential children compared with white fathers, 35% or black fathers 31%. So that's saying black fathers who co-parent and don't live with their kids are more likely to eat meals regularly with their kids than white or Hispanic fathers. And a higher percentage of Hispanic fathers aged 15 to 44, 52% had not played with their non-co-residential children in the last four weeks compared with 30% of white fathers and 25% of black fathers. So there are more black fathers who co-parent that are playing with their kids versus white or Hispanic fathers. And for black fathers with school-aged kids, the data is even better. A higher percentage of Hispanic fathers aged 15 through 44, 52% had not played with their non-co-residential children in the last four weeks compared to 30% white and 25% black fathers, which mean black fathers played with their co-parented kids more than white or Hispanic fathers. A larger percentage of Hispanic, 82%, and white, 70% of fathers had not helped their non-co-residential children with homework at all in the last four weeks compared with black fathers, which was at 56%. And a larger percentage of black fathers, 41%, had helped their co-residential children with homework every day in the last four weeks compared with 29% Hispanic, 28% white fathers, 
So basically, more black fathers are helping their co-parented and non-co-parented kids with homework than white or Hispanic fathers. I'm a little bit This is interesting. This is not what I expected. Go ahead. Among Hispanic fathers who did not live with their children, 63% did not talk with their children at all in the last four weeks about things that happened during the children's day, compared to 29% of white fathers and 21% of black fathers. So that's saying more co-parenting black fathers talk with their children about things that happened during their day than white or Hispanic fathers. So what does all this data say to me? It says y'all need to put some respect on these black fathers' names. They doing homework. They talking to their kids. They're playing with them. Even if they're not living with their kids, black fathers as a whole are not absent in their kids' lives. Now, where did this stereotype come from that says black fathers are absent? Well, I ran across a site that quoted a statistic from a population report in the U.S. Census Bureau in 2012 I said 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanic children, and 20.7% of white children are living absent their biological fathers. They had a whole chart on this site that basically showed that by far, more black children were living in mother-only households than white or Hispanic children. That number had risen from 1960 to 1990 with a big jump in 1980, but it started going down after that. So my thought was, why? Like, what caused this rise and then the jump? Well, over a 27-year period from 1974 to 2001, the number of Black people incarcerated in a state or federal prison more than tripled. And just a side note, the number of whites more than doubled, and there are actually more white inmates than there are Black. 57 0.4% versus 38.5%. So don't let them tell you that black people are the problem because they're the criminals. Somebody actually said that to me. But it's when you factor in the population percentages that you find that the numbers are disproportionate when it comes to black people. There was also the war on drugs in 1971 where Richard Nixon declared drug abuse was public enemy number one. Mm. Then Reagan doubled down on that in 1981, which led to mass incarcerations for nonviolent drug offenses. The Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986 established mandatory minimums where five grams of crack versus 500 grams of coke was an automatic five-year sentence. And that's during the crack epidemic that happened in our community. So I'm not saying this was the problem, but this might be a part of the problem. I mean, I'm just saying. Moral of the story is black fathers keep fathering. And that's sex facts. shocked to hear some of those stats. I like how you angled it to where, okay, you put some respect on the Black Father's name. It was, I, I mean, I, I guess when it comes to the whole Black Father thing, it's like people automatically think that, oh, they're trying to hold a Black man down. And that's where that Black man, because of so many obstacles, he doesn't have the same opportunities. And also, when it comes to black men, they get stressed like everybody else. 
but they don't get counseling, mm. which kind of result in them, instead of being looking crazy in front of the family, they kind of just kind of just fades in black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I can guess I can respect that. I can respect that. Well, our first discussion question is, is it a myth or a fact that most black people have an absent father? Again, where I came from, I'm going to be honest with you, the majority of people, it was very rare to see two parents in a home where I came from. Majority of the people in my family, it was very rare to see a mother and a father still married and taking care of their children. Very rare. So, but just because the dad is not in the home, does that mean that he's absent? Again, I can only speak for what I know. Some of them were absent, and then there were some that popped up on special occasions. And then, too, I'm going to go ahead and be honest that there were some women that do play the part on how they conducted their lives, which kind of made it confusing. For that black man to be there as well. So we got to be real when it comes to black fathers. We want to make sure that we're putting it all out there. Okay. But in my family, it was very rare. All I saw growing up was majority strong black women making it happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to say absent. It was just that just due to the circumstances, they wasn't in that home helping with homework or calling them every day to see what their day was like. Do you feel like that's still the case with the next generation? Or do you feel like a lot of Black fathers have stepped it up? It's hard now because, and I'm not saying it's just Black fathers, but you got to think, they having babies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the trend is having multiple baby mamas. It's very rare that you meet a guy that only has children or a child with only one woman. So, again, I want to be fair. <laughs> now, Nick Cannon has a whole host of I'm kids. Not, we're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to talk <laughs> Is about he considered Cannon. an absent father? Have you? Okay, I tried to do the research on this. And when it comes to Nick Cannon, is there a specific reason as to why he wants to produce? Because I was thinking that he was sick at one point and okay, he wanted to make sure that his legacy lives on. But at a certain point, like, how about you as a woman, Shannon, knowing that this man has children and he's still messing with these same women, unprotected sex, would you be okay with being in that circle? No, nah, I'm good. Girl, bye. Girl, he got stacks. <laughs> I missed my it. turn, sir. Them stacks gonna run out. No, them stacks uh-uh. running thin. Nope. He, he, his first baby mama is Mariah Carey. Ain't him ain't going nowhere. <laughs> when my turn? You coming over here this week or next week? All right, Nick. Your next baby mama. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I got two in college. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just I, I don't know. It's 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 tough. I, and again, it's it's because. I have seen the other side of the fence. I've seen it. And again, I don't want to bad mouth black fathers because again, I have some great fathers in my family that even though it didn't work out, they were still there. So it's, it's hard for me to say. I'm going to be good. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so when it comes to black fathers, why do you think they deserve to be celebrated? 
I think any father deserves to be celebrated. But I think we should celebrate black fathers more just because they get such a bad rap. There are people of all races that have absent fathers. It's not just black fathers being absent from their kid's life, but it's been made to feel like it's just black fathers that are absent. And that's not the truth. So that's why I think black fathers should be celebrated. I agree with you on that, that they they should be celebrated, but I think, again, it goes more or less of them not having the same opportunities as other ethnicities. So Mm -hmm. they need that boost, especially if you do what you're supposed to be doing, baby, we got you. (laughs) We got you. They need that boost and and support. But my thing is, though, you got to be doing something to get that support. Just because you you uh, you somebody baby dad and you black that we that don't mean we talking to you. You gotta be about your business. <laughs> I gotta make make sure we say that. You gotta be an actual dad, right? Right. What do you love most about black fathers, or even your father? I love the fact that my dad's getting to the point where he is talking about retirement. I love the fact that. Even though I was able to acknowledge the growth in him, because everybody goes through growth, I love that he is there a phone call away. I love that I'm able to call and talk to him, even if I don't need anything, you know, he is there. And also when it comes to my children, like my daughter, my middle daughter called him today just to ask him some information about a car. And he was there to give her the facts. And on top of that, being an example of stability because most people don't get to see that often and it's a blessing that my children and that's what I want to do is surround them around positive black men that again not everybody got it together but still provide stability and know when it comes time for them to pick you know that man that they want to be a part of their life what's normal Instead mm-hmm. of toxic, because unfortunately, a lot of people that grow up and they don't have that, they don't know they don't know what you deserve, so they accept anything, and it comes with a whole heap of lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I would say my dad is always there to help anything I need. I call my dad, right, because I know that he has an answer or he's going to find an answer, or he knows somebody who knows somebody <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I've seen my dad be discriminated against. So Mm -hmm. I've seen some of his struggle, but I feel like I've always been somewhat a daddy's girl. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, let's let's applaud Mr. Starling. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, for us as, you know, young ladies, we, we see that and, of course, we got to point out that there are some young ladies or women that don't, that didn't get that. Yeah. You know, and that black fathers plays a major part. And just not all, how about this? All dads. We just want to make sure all dads do play a major part. That's why I cringe whenever I hear women give themselves a shout out on Father's Day. And again, it's the situation because maybe that father is absent. But still acknowledge that 
there is some space, there's some type of teaching that only a man, and this is my opinion, that only a man can provide to that child, whether male or female. Okay. I agree. And, and if there is no one available, just make sure, even if it's the school or counselor, just somebody in the community that can be start early on, that can be there to kind of assist and guide them. And that's another thing that I like about my dad, because I feel like he's been a father to so many other people as well mm-hmm. in the community, people that played basketball for him, students in his class. So he has stepped in to be that figure for a lot of other people. And mm-hmm. I admire that. Okay. I, I also want to say this too. When it comes to my dad, I ain't even gonna lie, I do get some of my toxic from him. <laughs> <laughs> after after my divorce, I I don't know just the way I conducted myself. I'm gonna be honest, like with talking to my dad on a regular basis. And he had me on this thing like a man type thing. And the way that, I don't know, I conducted myself, baby. The way my credit was, was you know, and, and I had lost weight. And my dad was like, baby, no, you embrace this. This is your time to do you, be you. And dude came to me. I look at him. And it's just like, I wasn't intentionally talking to him crazy, but I was coming off as <laughs> that. Maybe they took it as if like I was being an itch or I was being stuck up. But more or less, it was my dad in my head letting me know my worth and letting me know this is what confidence is. Your mom and I work hard for you to be who you are, okay, to have what you have. Don't let somebody come along and just try to talk you out of it or make you feel any less. So as I'm conducting myself, like, okay, I'm walking in this motion of this is what my dad has taught me. This is who I am. It did come off as pretty bad, you know what I'm saying, to guys. Whereas I'm sitting going back to my dad, like, dad, like, I'm trying to date, but I had a dude tell me that I was intimidated. And he was like, he wasn't on your level. (laughs) He just wasn't on your level. Period. So... I continued on, and that's one thing to have your dad trying to guide you when you're dating. Oh my God, that is a different world. <laughs> <laughs> they know every that's, trick in the book. Yeah, yeah. So if a dude tries something, I'm like, mm, like that ain't gonna work with me. You know, you have to come come better than that, boo boo. But I have to say again, it's just a blessing, just a blessing to have a dad. You know that that is there. And that my girls can call and just, you know, chop it up with old Paul. Yeah. Well, we had some other people share um, what they liked most about their fathers and why they felt like Black fathers needed to be celebrated. And here's what they had to say. We are here with, if you want to say your name. Cedric. Cedric, it is very nice to meet you. My name is Lisa. Here we have Shannon here with the Black Activities Podcast. Okay. So, are you a father? Yes. You're coming to two of them. Two. Two? Okay, how old are they? 30 and 27. Uh, shout out to Addison and Abriel. All right, all right. So, what is your favorite memory of being a father? A 
Oh, the birds. Watching my kids bear birds. Okay, I bet yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, if you don't mind sharing with us, why do you feel black fathers should be celebrated? Well, the, we're all just divided. We got too much anger among each other. We need to stick together, take care of our kids instead of being in jail. I like that. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're dominating each other instead of sticking together. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. For You're that. welcome. Really appreciate all right. it. All right. All right. So if you could, sir, if you could just go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Freddie Moore. This is my wife, Mary. Okay. 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 What is your favorite memory of your father? Well, he's a truck driver. Okay. And um, at that time, he was when I was a kid growing up all my life, all all my young life anyway. And I wound up being a truck driver. But my daddy was, he was a good daddy. He liked to hunt. He liked to do everything. He always took care of us, you know. He was the head of the house and he was just always there for us, you know. Something about having that figure there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He was, yeah. a, he was a structure in the family, you know. And that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. That's what we need. Now, why do you feel black fathers should celebrate? Well, without them, I mean, that's what's wrong with today. Today, a lot of families don't have any fathers, you know. And I think they lost the structure then. And they don't have no structure, no way to live, no knowing how to live. A woman wasn't made to raise raise children by herself. The man wasn't either. You know, that's the way God planned it. That was his plan. And without a father to be that strong, that strong person, you know, in his life, you know, he depends on his mama for it, you know. Nadia go somewhere else and learn learn things he should have learned, you know. But with a father, he can, you know, kind of direct him in where to go, you know. Keep him in line. You know? But yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My name is Kazai Jaquava. Okay. Let him know what you do. Come on, represent. I'm a, I'm a dentist in Dalton, Georgia. All right. Yeah. So if you could share with us, what is your favorite memory of your father? I guess teaching me how to drive. That was a good time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was Are the first person to show me how to drive. Are you a good driver? I'm an excellent driver. Uh, it's normally that ones that say that excellent driver. <laughs> yes. Pretty sketchy. All right. Yeah. Why do you feel black fathers should be celebrated? Because... They work hard and they're not appreciated where they work and in society. And so I feel like when they are at home or around people that are also black, that they should celebrate them and make them feel like they're actually achieving something and doing something. Yeah. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. it. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. We're going to. Move on to the black activity. Obviously, what we're gonna do first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. We're gonna say that. I did read something where it showed that of the black TV dads, he was ranked number one. So I'm gonna throw some dad names, the actual character, and Ideally, if you can tell me the actor that played them in the show, or I'll take either one, whichever one comes to mind first, we'll go from there. Okay? Okay. All right. Are you ready? We're going to start off simple. The first one, Oscar Proud. 
Oh, that's the Proud family. Okay. And who played, was it Tommy Davidson that played him? Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. All right. So next we have Joe Carmichael. Come on. Joe Come on. Carmichael. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I don't know that one. So that's the Carmichael show, and that was David Allen Greer. I don't even remember that show. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Now next we have Michael Cow. Oh, what's the name of that? It was Damon Wayans, right? Yes. Yes. So that was my wife and kids. Yes. I love that yes. show. It's funny. <laughs> Now, this is my favorite, and I'm going to tell you, my kids, they still watch this, even though they've seen every episode. They love it, okay? They said I act like the mama, but it's not weird. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Julius Rock. Julius Rock. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know that one either. Okay. So, everybody hates Chris? Okay. I only watched a few episodes of that. Yeah, okay. Girl, you need to go back and watch that, honey. That's Venus <laughs> watching. Yes, with Tashina Arnold, honey. Girl, my favorite line is, girl, I don't need this. My man got three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry Crews played play Julius. Julius. Okay. Okay. But this one may be a little bit harder. Colonel Bradford Taylor. Girl, I have no clue. No, okay. No clue. So a different. Remember a different world? Oh yeah, I was watching yes. that today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I went back to episode I one. Parents love me. All right, whose daddy was one. that though? What's her name? The real chocolate one. Weren't that her daddy? I don't remember. Jaleesa. Was it Julie? No, it wasn't Jaleesa. We'll we'll go back and research this, guys. My bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is an easy one. Fred Sanford. Sanford and Son. Yes. Red Fox. Yeah. All right. How about this? One? This show hilarious. John Pop Williams. Pops. Was that the Wayne show? Yes. <laughs> and I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. John with the spoon baby. Yes. Same yes. Yes. Back. Yes. You got a cord in it. <laughs> that show is funny uh, too, actually. Yes, yes. Okay. Andre Johnson. That's uh blackish, right? Yes, ma'am. And that was Anthony. What's uh-huh. his name? Anthony Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Okay. Now the last one. You ready? This is hard. Calvin Butler. I feel like I watched Calvin the show Butler. and I can't remember who Calvin was. Give up? Yeah, I give up. All right. So Calvin Butler was, the show was called The Neighborhood and it was Cedric the Entertainer. It came out in Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I never watched that one. Okay. Who was your favorite TV dad? Because I feel like I feel like if I would have threw Carl Winslow and all that, that's too easy. Yeah. I th- Uncle Phil was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bill Cosby. I know he's canceled too, but the Cosby show is it's hard. classic. But yeah. when you, that's another thing. The signs. Like he was a gynecologist, girl. Yeah, I know. 
Let's but I also I like Michael Kyle too. He's funny. Yes, yes, definitely. Hilarious. Okay. All right. Well, looks like it's time for Lisa's pieces. And I tell you, he pulled out the chair for me. The hand placed in the center of my back bought memories. When daddy shielded the sun from my face and mama showed me the way to season the skillet. Personal experiences that brought illicit intuition. Eyes closed and small prayers. Through any struggle, I remember a hand on my shoulder, a whisper in my ear. The easy voice so soothing reminded me of my personal worth. The worth greater than the doubt the world puts on my black love. The worth of how we benefit from knowledge passed down from generation to generation. The worth standing still supporting our sweet memories like pillars. See, we know with daddy's hard work, it would have been impossible, but with the real deal, we know without mama's patience, nothing would have been feasible. May peace be with you. At peace because love is learned at its own pace and being a parent is far from overrated. Look at it each. Look into their eyes. See deep down, look deeper. In those deep brown eyes we call pupils made up of daddy's ambition and mama's confidence in God's grace. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. Amen. No man can disrupt your union when you have the recipe for the perfect foundation. Daddy and mama. Ooh, the visuals. <laughs> All right, so you are a father. Remember, your presence makes a difference and your voice holds weight. Remember that you have to walk out that door and walk right back in. Every word, selfie, trip to the movies, playing catch, or even letting baby girl practice that lace front on your scalp, <laughs> it means a lot. It all matters. You are needed even if she say you aren't. Black fathers matter. So how are you daddying today? Absolutely. Black fathers matter. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about our experiences when white people mean well. And we're not knocking or making fun of white people. We love everybody. As a black person, you can understand that sometimes white people mean well by what they say or do, but they just kind of don't really get it. In the South, we say, bless their hearts. So that's what we're talking about next episode. If you haven't already, follow us on IG at BlackTivitiesPod. Love to hear from you. DM us. Comment on our post. Whatever you want to do, as long as you're respectful. Until next week. King and queens keep doing big teams. Let's go. Peace. <laughs>